programme on Ross FM. My name is Ursula Ledworth and I'm absolutely delighted and thrilled to have with me um, Francis Crow. Hello, Francis. Oh, wait a minute to put on the microphones. I think you have the right microphones on. Hello, Francis. Hello, Sue. How are you? Not too bad. I have Nolik Malloy with us as well. Hello, Nolik. You're welcome. And uh, and that's it. That's enough. Hi, uh, how are you doing? And um, Gerty Smith, all the way from, I was going to say Keena, Longford, Arda. <laughs> yeah, I'm Longford. <laughs> you're not, you're Arda. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't got the microphones up yet. I've got my own up. So I'll say that again. Um, and Gerty Smith from Arda, Longford and Keena. Uh, Francis uh, Crow from Local. Yeah. And Nolik Malloy, uh, Local as well. Yeah. Four, it's a four-man house or two. Yeah. Four-man house. And I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the studio and I really think this is going to be an amazing, interesting programme. I'm going to start with uh, Nolik, with yourself, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, where will we start, Nolik? Um, retreat to the stone, stone in retreat. But just let me have a little introduction to you and your art before we, 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 um, we start there. Um, how did you get involved in art? So uh, I suppose uh, like the, it would have started with my parents, I suppose. They're both artists, so yes, well I would have had art around me growing up. But um, I decided to con- decided after secondary school to go into college and I studied art for, um, and graduated from NCAD in 2012 and just continued to work as a visual artist then and uh, then went back to college to a master's in 2018 and graduated then in 2020. So it was kind of six years in between, but I had been working as an artist. I was going to say, have you achieved all this in, 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 in the last couple of years? I have an amazing book here in front of me, a confection of photography, and it's about the sugar beet industry. Yeah, uh, that was that came about from working with a, um, an, an, a kind of a, a festival down in Munyavyog or Bagnallstown, as some people know it, called Munyavyog Arts. Um, and I was looking into the land use of the area um, in order to try and find some footage, film footage of, of kind of land use and industry to kind of uh, show alongside the film work that I had created as part of my master's called Worth Your Salt. And um, I came across a box of photographs in the Carlo Library um, and it was a photograph, it was uncatalogued photographs and they were undigitized and they were all of the sugar uh, beet industry in Ireland, particularly in uh, in Carlow, but it covered um, Mallow and Tume as well. Um, and then from that event that I held, it was a film screening event, but I invited two other artists to show work with me. And um, one of those artists was Michelle Horrigan, who's also a curator of uh, this organisation called Askeaton Contemporary Arts down in Limerick in Askeaton. And they publish artist books. And they were interested in me finding this box of photographs and invited me to then to create this book as part of their publication company. Um, and so it's a book. So kind of there's an essay along with photographs from the box of, of uh, that I found in the archive. Um, and the essay kind of covers my journey of exploring kind of other archives um, and a particular interest. I was particularly interested in the backs of the photographs and the kind of messages that were kind of left to kind of describe um, the scene or maybe why the photograph was was taken. Can I just say it's a beautiful book. It, there's a beautiful feel to the book. It's not a book. 
it's um, a work of art mm. and the paper itself is a work of art and the photographs that's in it yeah you're right there's little notes on it and they're, they're more private photographs they're not the one that you would put up on display but you have the notes beside them and I know Frances has her hands on the book there yeah it's magnificent no, like, congratulations thanks for wow and Anne had a, a, go, a feel of the book earlier on yeah it is it's beautiful it's it absolutely really beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. well some of the notes kind of show you that the sense that there's these directions um, in terms of like urgent or um, uh, cover photos so they actually it, it turned the photographs were initially taken as part of um, a journal um, for kind of industry to advertise industry so there's an intention behind them so there could be you know slightly staged or you don't know and that that's what I talk about in the essay and is this book available for anyone to see uh, yeah, well, you can buy it from Askeaton Contemporary Arts um, on their website, which is Askeaton Askeaton Arts dot com, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's twenty five euro including postage. Okay, well, we're not we're, we're, <laughs> we're not advertising the price, but so we're not. All oh, right, okay. Well, I'm but just <laughs> letting people know you can. You, yeah, it's available to buy online. But it is a beautiful book, and as a gift, it would be a lovely book. Yeah. Uh, I think both of you yeah. ladies would agree oh, with yeah, that. Absolutely. It's Definitely a lovely feel to it. Um, well, well, it's also quite, uh, touches on quite a lot of people's uh, emotions because of the, the, story the story of the yeah. sugar factory, yeah. and um, a lot of people feel quite. Uh, quite upset I suppose in terms of the, the kind the of the industry. closing of the industry um, and how much it gave to people um, uh, part of a community and part of a yeah life. like it really was um, it fed other industries created other industries within Carlow as well in terms of machine machinery making and stuff like that so there's not a person in Carlow that hasn't had someone uh, of a generation or of their family that has worked in Carlow and People remember the smell that would have been in the in the town, the sweet smell of beet, um, and it was a cash crop. So a lot of people uh, saw it as a way to make, you know, it was um, yeah. a way for people to, to make, make I money. I didn't think about the smell, but yeah. I know the train industry, you know, the, the railroad railway, uh, depended on the they carried the beef around the country as well to its distant destinations. So again, they would mourn the loss of the industry. Now. Um, Nolik, I know you've done other work. Uh, you did uh, different projects that I know of. The one that I came across recently is um, Retreat to the Stone, Stone in Retreat. Now, before you open your mouth, can I also say, and I'm sure the ladies here will agree with me, what an amazing piece of paper, art. Yeah. Yes, beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really stunning. Yeah. And colour, so yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah. and um, I know there's a story behind it, mm. but would you tell us the book part first, the, you know, the, the paperwork, how you made that? You made the book. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I made the book. I wrote some texts in relation to um, an artwork of the same title, Retreat to Stone, Stone in Retreat, which was a film work um, as part of um, a graduate award from Catalyst Arts in Belfast, which is a, an artist-run space. It's the oldest artist-run space in, in Europe. And um, I wrote these texts which kind of reflected my thoughts on my work this film work and I wanted to to bring those I wanted to use to share those some way so I um, and a big part of my work is getting across a sense of place or a sense of the materiality of a place uh, so I were I thought about uh, how how could I do this and could I make could I use a material within these texts that would get that across so um 
I had applied to do a development residency in the Belfast Print Workshop and a part of that was that the development of um, inks made from uh, uh, material uh, things within the landscape around these sites that I wrote about. So it was a quarry, a ring fort and a cave. Actually, the Awan Nagath that Anne has has, very, has interest in as well, um, and uh, so limestone, um, hawthorn tree, and gorse were these three kind of elements within the landscape that I was drawn to while making that film work, and while writing these stories. So I'm going to try and describe this. You've written a piece on a page using the gorse. So. As part of the print, I knew it was going to be print that I would use, as that that would be the best, I think, the best use of, the best way to use and transfer these materials to the page. So I, cre- I with the assistance of um, Dr. Josephine McCormick, who's based in the print workshop, who has, like, so much knowledge on viscosity of ink, which how an ink kind of, its consistency, its makeup, its kind of... And I used screen printing. Now, screen printing is... Um, is a form of printing. It's it's kind of used sometimes used on t-shirts um, and um, screen printing. You have a frame and it's kind of a piece of silk uh, fabric, very fine silk, is stretched over the frame and you block out uh, parts of the of the silk. And when you apply the ink, you kind of apply it with a squeegee. So you drag the ink across and then the ink is pushed through these bits that are left open onto a page. And then what you're left with is your image or your what was my text then that uh, the text that I, I wrote and some imagery as well with the limestone and with um, with limestone mainly because the gorse was very difficult to collect uh, to have enough to make the ink so in my conversations with Josephine um, she suggested that I use a flock use it as, use the gorse petal as a flock which is um, when you have a, like fibers which then you can um, transfer onto onto a page with say some kind of glue Okay, so you're kind okay. of sp- sprinkling yeah. the flock onto yeah. the page. Okay, I get that. Now, tell us a little bit about Retreat to the Stone, Stone and Retreat. What is the book about? I keep going on about your, your, your paperwork and your ink, and I'm losing the story, I know that, but your, your paperwork and your ink work is so amazing, it has to be said. Now, Retreat to the Stone, Stone and Retreat, what is the... What is the ethos behind this? So, Retreat Stone, the phrase actually comes... Retreat Stone, Stone and Retreat was a phrase kind of derived from my experience of these kind of rural localities. And um, I suppose I was living in uh, Ruscom and I had just finished my master's and I moved back to my parents. And I found, like with anything in, in during 2020, the late 2020 or 20, early 2021, there was restrictions in place for movement. So I found myself uh, interested in these sites that I could only see from a certain viewpoint while walking around the feet, the roads. So it was a quarry, a ring fort and a stone fort initially. And then I, I, I was interested in looking at these, these sites um, through a different through a different lens almost or through a different view. So I started looking at them air, through aerial photography. And that's when I was became interested then in kind of looking at... Um, the real-time experience or the real experience of being in these places but also the digital experience of being in these places which was, I suppose, quite uh, um, telling of the time that we were living in as well. Mm -hmm. 
again I've had the opportunity as has Francis and Anne had an opportunity of looking at this book um, it's, it's amazing the different categories you have in it mm-hmm. um, the different linkage between the different uh, stones and mythology the areas within mythology um, what is it with Crohan? Uh, so init- uh, the sites that I um, talk about in the book are, are kind of different to the sites that I uh, focused on within the film work but they all have something similar which is the material of limestone um, and the sites in the film are um, a ring fort, a quarry and a, a cave which was Awanagoth um, or Cave of the Cats. Now for our listeners that are listening in abroad that's local to Roscommon? That's local to Roscommon. These are all local to Roscommon but particularly Cave of the Cats is known in Rathcrohan. And can we go and visit them? We can go. You to can, of course. All three. Uh, you cannot visit all three. <laughs> <laughs> um, you have to get Nunnick's book to, to visit all three. Is that the way it works? <laughs> yeah, you can probably want to get one free. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't mean that either. Now, no, on. not at all. Plans. No, no. Um, <laughs> no, I suppose I sp- like with my work. I spend time kind of trying to build re- build relationships with people. Um, in order to access certain sites that might necessarily be open, be open to the, the public. public. So quar- the quarry is one of them, and a quarry out in Carroll who were very generous with allowing me to go and fo- photograph and film on their site and take some samples of their limestone. And if we wanted to get a copy of this book, can we get a copy of that book? Uh, you can, but they're very limited. Um, I suppose I, I call it a book because that's visually that's the format that it looks like but it's an artwork yeah so it's it's it, and that's reflected in the cost of it because these are all original prints and they're all handmade everything is handmade hand hand printed can um, i interrupt there it's probably more like a um a piece of sculpture i know it's a book mm. but it's more like a piece a sculpture sculpture that you would purchase mm. rather than a book it's not mm. a book that you you mm-hmm. agree with me ladies yeah, yeah definitely oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's art. art it's yeah. beautiful yeah. yeah it's not a book that you would mm. go in and buy and bring home and say I have a new book yeah. there I must look through it okay. it's a piece of sculpture yeah it would be um, intended to be a uh, an artwork yeah. more so than I actually it was funny that I thought I was going to um, um, put it into certain exhibitions and things that are book fairs that would only deal with kind of a certain co- like cost a certain priced book like they kind of put a max on it and I going through the process of, I cannot just put it on that max that this you know it's these places that have so yeah I couldn't part with with these as a as a kind of the treasures yeah they are treasures yeah yeah and it is a very unique book um, we have a couple of minutes left now like what else uh, have we in the future are you going to be trips around Ireland or will you take a plane <laughs> I'll take a plane I will be taking my plane I'm uh, look uh, I I'm going to be going to Germany next Tuesday as part of a residency with um, an organisation called uh, Urban Kunstrohr. So it's in Rohr Valley, uh, which is West Germany, in a place called Bochum, which is about 40 minutes from Dusseldorf. And uh, it's particularly to, it's to work with a mining archive in Rohr um, and with a the university in Rohr to look at kind of the social movements that happened alongside coal mining. Um, I suppose I, I I had done some work in 2017 where I um, explored kind of the folk tradition of coal in Roscommon and North and uh, Leitrim, 
and uh, and particularly the the making of culm, which is um, clay, which is daub clay and coal slack that's combined, which was a poor domestic fuel for for people um, once upon a time. And uh, yeah, I suppose I'm I'm kind of continuing on that. That and you did, did work you you made uh, you made um, yeah. As part of um, another residency I did at that, in that year, 2000, 2017, with Leitrim Sculpture Centre, that's where I kind of explored these materials and experimented with uh, materials that were around my, around me, around my kind of environment. So, um, as that part of that exhibition or residency, I worked with the coal slack and daub clay and collected clay from different sites around Leitrim, and also um, willow and hazel. Um, and kind of put them under kind of uh, experimental kiln firings to try and see what outcomes would happen. So I'm going. I'm hoping to do like in Germany. It's more research based, which is great because I don't have to no pressure to make work. But I just go and enjoy the archive and enjoy um, experiencing Roar and um, uh, hopefully uh, visit some coal mines that are there working or closed and try and collect samples and maybe continue on this this interest in, in colour and pigment creating my own pigment from natural materials but uh, we'll see where that comes because it's kind of interesting in Roar or in coal mine the coal mining industry, photography and uh, ceramics were two industries which kind of excelled alongside the coal mining industry so I'll be looking into, into areas of that as well as, as kind of material outcomes or now, if we wanted to follow your journey, uh, Nolik, <coughs> have you got a website? Facebook? I have a website, just uh, nolikmalloy.com, um, but That's also... That's M-O-L-L-A-I-G. Yeah, M-O-L-L-O-Y.com. Yep. Uh, I also have an Instagram page, at uh, um, nolikmalloy, with the same spelling. Um, I have Facebook, but it's personal. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really put... I share a bit of... Uh, uh, art events on that but I suppose Instagram is where you'd, you'd see me kind of share my, what I'm doing at the moment or what I'm interested and in working we, on. And if we look into your website will we be able to see the I'm calling the figurines that you made with the the coal is coal it? Yeah yeah. there's photographs, there's documentation of that exhibition, it was called Extraction Okay, yeah. okay. and um when you come back, will you pop in and? I chat will, of course. Us? Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. I mean, I know you've, I know you've, uh, you haven't had a long art, arty life yet, <laughs> but you've done a lot of amazing work because I know other work that you've done and I've heard about your work. And um, I mean, if anyone wants to look in at your book, um, Retreat to the Stone, Stone in Retreat, it is absolutely beautiful. I suppose the advantage we've had is that we can actually feel the book. Mm, yeah. That's a huge plus in, in this. But the book itself is very interesting. Um, my The other book, um, the one on the sugar beet, uh, which is... Uh, photographs. Yeah. Photographs, yeah. Again, uh, maybe I missed the feel of the paper. We're all on... on um, um, technology yeah. now yeah. Yeah. but you miss the yeah. feel you I know do. it's really important like yeah. with the uh, confection photographs you know the designers Daily Lion who um, who have a really long uh, working relationship with us Keaton Contemporary Arts um, but they really underst- understand the, the the relationship between the content of the book and the and the paper and the material 
Can I thank you, first of all? Oh, thanks very much. Can for I wish you all the best? Yeah. Um, and as I said, you're an open invitation. When you come back from Germany, pop into us. Let us know you're coming in. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we're more than delighted to see you. And thank you for bringing in uh, your books and uh, sharing your journey with us. I think that's an amazing, amazing, beautiful, yeah. Yeah. beautiful. Congratulations, thanks, yeah, thanks very much. So nice inspirational to, <laughs> to even listen to there while you were speaking. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we had the privilege of, of being able to put our hands. Yes, yes. yeah, it's a, that's an important part, I suppose. Of the it is work. an important part. We're heading over to the ads now, and when we come back, uh, we'll chat with our two other guests in studio. Um, Do you know something has caught me on the hop here? This is <laughs> there's so much happening in studio. You would be um, you you wouldn't be able to keep up. Um, Nola is staying with us for a little while, and uh, we're moving on over to chat with. Um, let me get my page on. <laughs> Anne Geraghty Smith, and Anne is um, creative artist with her cousin. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Annette. Annette. Yeah. Now, Tell me, first of all, how did you get Anne? Anne, how did, you're welcome to Ross FM. You're welcome to Ross Common, all the way from Longford. Thanks very much. <laughs> favorite, my favourite county, one time. <laughs> I love Ross Common too. <laughs> <laughs> um, and first of all, how did you get involved in art? Well, I suppose I, I, I always liked art. I was always creative, if you like, and, you know... Um, writing and uh, drawing and you know singing and dancing and the whole lot all through my childhood but I, then I got very practical and went into business and accounting but um, uh, I left that um, about 11 years ago myself and my cousin uh, Annette decided that um, the Heard Centre in Arda was sitting empty for too long and it needed to be back to life and uh, I abandoned Accounting and <laughs> she took and off in the real world. She, she didn't fully abandon teaching that time. She she was continuing it for a while, but we started um, we we started up Creative Arda in the Heritage Centre, and the reason why we did it that way was um, uh, we had to in, invent kind of workshops and and events to get people to Arda because it's not. It's not somewhere you go to, like, it's not on the way to anywhere. It's it's near Longford, near near Ballymahan, near Edgestown, but you won't get there unless you go there. You know? and, and I suppose so, at that time, the only yeah. reason you would go to Arda is because it's a beautiful village and it's won the tidy towns on a number of occasions. Yes, it has, yes. It's it is beautiful absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. like out of a fairy tale, yeah. if I say so myself. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it is, it's beautiful. It is a gorgeous place. So you yeah. started with events. Yeah, we started, um, so we did all sorts of different events, you know, Christmas and Easter and uh, and I'd be the White Rabbit or a Gruffalo or whatever it needed to be, <laughs> the Mad March here or whatever, and uh, just to bring families there. And then we also had schools and group tours and the Heritage Centre is based really around the history of the area. So that goes back, you know, there's like recent history of the big house, but then there's also... Um, early Christianity and then there's way back to the wooing of Vitain which is an ancient legend and that's where we concentrated most of it because it's just a fascinating story and um, and it lends itself to art an awful lot of artists have based their work on it so okay well just I know it's a long story and you and I have agreed that I'll come out to Arda <laughs> yeah. and we'll, we'll, we'll walk around Arda and um, yeah. uh, do a, a longer but for our listeners today give us a little bit of a, an insight into the wooing of Vitain yeah, so the wooing of Tain is an ancient story that um, 
really grabs all the main sites in Ireland, so including the Cape of Cats mm. actually and Newgrange, which is also in your book, <laughs> no looks vocal. Um, but um, yeah, so it's a love story, but it's it's more than that. It's also there's, there's kind of warnings nearly about climate change in it, if you want to read it that way as well, because uh, it's it's about the story of Mither Attane, and at one stage he has to create a road in the bog, and um, which links it to the Corlea Trackway. But in the creation of that road, there's so much destruction, and then there's so much um, um, kind of things that that warnings of what might happen to people because of the destruction so it's 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 very relevant it's a relevant story but all through it it's a love story and there's this um mither is um is meant to live under brelay which i live under brelay under the shadow of it and um and brelay is a hill it's a hill Arda. yeah and it's actually called after his daughter and her lover so more love <laughs> but um a lot of loving going on a lot of Arda. loving <laughs> yeah we should have moved <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's meant to have a golden castle under there, but nobody's found it. But um, yeah, so he was meant to have lived there. He's a he's a son of the Dagda, so of the two of the Dannon, and he's meant to have lived there. And um, he lived there for a long time in peace with his wife Fumnock, and uh, then um, and they had foster children from all all over the country. And one of the foster children, uh, one of the fo- was Angus, um, who was uh, the love god Angus, another love, <laughs> um, but he thought he was Mither's son but then found out on the hurling pitch that he wasn't that he was actually uh, another foster child and he was very upset about it and so Mither said look at you know you're actually my half brother let's go and meet the Dagda and they went to Ishnok and when they went to Ishnok to the Dagda Mither said you have to give him a place because I have Brilé you have Ishnok what are you going to give Angus and uh, they agree on Newgrange uh, the only problem was Newgrange had somebody there already, and uh, so they had to trick him out of his out of his place. And that whole there's a huge um, section of the legend on that, and in, in the tricking of it, it's all about the night and day, which is back to the, what we all know about Newgrange, you know, and the shortest day. So there's a reference to that. But while he's there, um, Mither gets injured, and the gods are not allowed to be injured. They're not allowed to be. They have to be perfect, or he'd lose Brilay. So he um, he has to get uh, fixed, and as, uh, he lost an eye, and magically gets his eye back. And but he's not happy, and he wants uh, more. And he asks for the most beautiful girl in Ireland. And Angus has to search the country for this girl, and he gets her, Etain. <laughs> and uh, and Mither and herself are happy for a year and a day in Newgrange, and then he remembers he has to go back to Brilé. His wife. <laughs> His wife to Fumnock. And uh, Fumnock pretends she's happy about it, but when she gets her alone, she turns her into a puddle of water. <laughs> and, uh, and then that puddle turns into a butterfly, and it goes on and on from there, and um, Fumnock sends her all over the country. And, and there's references um, of a tin turning up in the Vera Peninsula, and then back in Newgrange, and then up in Navan Fort, um, and so the whole, uh, every site you can think of is mentioned in this story. Story. So it's nearly like a, a chronology of the sites, you know. Um, and um, uh, so the Mither spends the whole time looking for. Her. And uh, anyway, I, I don't, I don't think I should keep going with it because it's so long. I, I could be here for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you know? um, I think what I'll do is I'll come out to Arda. Yeah. Maybe Francis and I'll take a trip to Arda. <laughs> uh, and um, you could come, Nolik. Yeah, I'd love to. 
Is yeah. the story all written at once or is it added to... Um, they, they found they found one story of it and they, then they found more of it. Okay. So there's been bits of it found at different stages. But you can get actually get the text on um, uh, UCC Celt, which is a great resource, mm-hmm. brilliant resource for yeah. all that. Yeah, if you go on that, uh, it really it does inspire lots of you. If you go down this rabbit hole, you're going to be down it forever. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful story. UCC, C-E-L-T. C-E-L-T, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll Just see. Um, yeah, that'll bring you right back to the original text. Okay, there's loads of versions of it, but that'll bring you right. And there's so much in it. But um, we will come out. Yeah. and Francis, if yeah, you're free on that day, yeah. 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 Not like nice if you're trip. here, yeah, otherwise yeah. you'd be tuning in in Germany and saying, "I missed it." <laughs> <laughs> but we will we'll sort do. that out. Yeah. Now, um, tell us a little bit. You go to schools telling these stories. Yeah, you, you've been involved in quite. Setting up quite a lot of projects. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I was involved in the setup of Crow Arts Festival, um, very in, initially, and um, I, I had the job of finding locations for all the artists around the town for a number of years. But I'm not involved with the committee anymore. But it's doing great. The, and the Crow Arts Festival started up uh, bringing artists into derelict shops and yeah. premises. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been going there, I suppose, five, six, five, yeah, long, five it's years. Yeah, it's been long. I think 2014. We might have started. I'm not sure actually. But um, yeah, yeah. I was initially the one finding these derelict um, places for them to... And it was an amazing yeah, idea. So, Each yeah. artist came in, set up their art in mm. a derelict shop. Yeah. There might be two or three artists together in a derelict yeah. shop, open for the weekend. There was... Um, Phil Atkinson was doing spraying yeah, on the street. Yeah. Uh, Anna was along there too. Yeah. Um, there was bro- loads of, like, there was events, different events and music, music. events in St. John's uh, yeah. Church. That, that's a, oh, that yeah. kind of always ends yeah. with that, really. Yeah. Um, what time of the year um, it's in the summer yeah. um, the end of July okay. and actually it's uh, it Bilberry Sunday was always in it actually oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so yeah it's the end of July that it, usually the last weekend in July and a lot of people actually took their holidays to come to Long for yeah. that time particularly mm. people from the area mm. and time and time Great again over the years I would meet them that they'd be coming back yeah. Tempest Hall was another area the yeah, churches right. were all yeah. used yeah. 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 so Bilber- and Bilberry Sunday you're very much involved in yes, that yes yeah. so we um we uh, we have uh, this event at the end of July, the last Sunday in July, Bilberry Sunday, and it's uh, it's basically to bring back um, something that used to happen way back uh, in the in the ancient stories. The Bilberries on Brile were belong were like the right of the kings, so uh, they had to they had to um, they had to give them to the king. So um, the locals used to go up on the hill of Brile and gas them and bring them to the king and uh, for like right until the 1960s people were actually going up on Brile and getting bilberries but then uh, the forests uh, kind of stopped that because they they need to you know when forestry came about the uh, the bilberries didn't grow anymore but that's all been cleared away again and they're growing again mm. so always comes yeah back. so we brought it back a walk every every last Sunday in July and uh, we usually have somebody uh, an artist or a speaker or a writer come and do something with us as well so uh, yeah well, you do reenactments as well. We do reenactments, yeah. and, and you have so much to your bow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you'd write a CV, but yeah, well, I I kind of rewrote um, a play of the wooing of a tane, and we did um, for Heritage Week last last Heritage Week. We did a we did a col- collaboration with Corley Trackway because the story includes the two, and we did the first half of the play in Arda and the second half over in Corley. 
Um, so um, yeah, it was it was it was uh, it was difficult, but it was great fun, and uh, I think everybody enjoyed it—the audience and the and the, and the actors. But, yeah, yeah. And there is a possibility that you will have that reenacted again. Well, we hope so. We hope to. We're, we're definitely going to collaborate with Corley more because um, You're yeah, we're very linked. Mm. We're very linked. Mm. We've even got the trail now, Midlandshire Trail from Arda to to Corley. So, and is yeah. that how you like transported the play then on the trail, mm. or how did you? Do well, that? we we gave everyone a map in Arda and told them you have an hour now to go and to eat and meet us back there. <laughs> so it's only it only takes about. Uh, 15 minutes by car over for, over the hill and you have to go over the hill of Breley to Corley so uh, if you followed our our map mm-hmm. and um, yeah so we, we we told everyone to meet us there <laughs> it was yeah. it was, uh, it was uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Corley itself is quite an amazing set yeah, yeah, I was there yeah. 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 a lot of people don't know about no, it which no, it's always surprises me yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. you see the thing is Mither is meant to have actually created that road right. in, the, in the story is it the oldest road <laughs> well there's more of them around you know I suppose that's the one that everyone has has examined mm. you know there are more of them I wouldn't know whether it's the oldest I couldn't say but they're, they're, like a lot of them have been destroyed, I think. Yeah. You know, so. and we probably didn't understand it. Yeah, we didn't. Said, yeah. I'm from Longford. I didn't know anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't even know about Corley Bog. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so it yeah. would be Iron Age time. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah it's but a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you have that. Are you right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. As I said, I rewrote the play. I, I, a lot of what I write is about that that legend. Once you go down that rabbit hole, but um, I've I've written for children and I write short stories as well and um, poetry and poetry when I when I when I think about it when it comes that 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 comes itself when it wants to, but yeah, yeah so I write as well and I, I have I've kind of like a. I have my own website for that, um, angersmith.com, where I kind of keep it nearly as a diary of my writing, really, more than anything. But um, we, I, I also put the legends, whatever versions of the legends, on our Creative Arda one. So that's at Creative Arda. At Creative Arda. Mm. And um, you have other events now. Say Halloween's coming up. Yeah, we're, I would probably be working with Corley on that as well. They're, they're planning that at the moment, and we'll, we'll probably go work with them on that. And have you a big team in Arda? Or? No, it's just myself and Annette. <laughs> yeah. So. And how many of you are there? You and Annette. <laughs> there's, there's so many of us. <laughs> we create as many of us as we need. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, we rope in all our family and friends all the time to everything we do. You know, so yeah, no, but um, yes, we we will probably be working with Corley this year. We have done Fright Fest in Arda over the years, which is kind of a literary one. What's that? Say that again. Um, our fright fest. We were where we at um, F R I G H T. Yeah, F E S T. For the last, I don't know, six years we were doing that, and it was um, getting people to do short stories and that. But um, uh, I think this year we're going to just concentrate with Corley. And it might come back next year. Uh, um, <laughs> would you have a theme for th- for the short stories? Uh, just um, Halloween, really, and Samhain. You know, there's always that. Yeah. Okay. We concentrate everything around the. The festivals, Season. you know, so Samhain, Lunasa, Baltana. Okay. You know, no, no, did Imbolo. you want to 
<coughs> sorry. Okay, well, <coughs> and we're going to give you a break there for a minute. Yeah, Maria. sorry, I'm losing um, my voice. Well, I'm actually going to go to the ads, so we'll head over to the ads and we'll come back and catch up with you in a minute. And I'm blown away by this chestnut. Little did I know all them years ago that I'd be bringing you on, tele- on television, <laughs> on radio, um, <coughs> to talk about it. Okay, we're going over to the ads. So now, order has been restored. <laughs> Um, order has been restored here on the arts programme. I've got a couple of messages in, ladies. Oh, wonderful. Absolutely. Um, I, I can't read them all, but there's a few of them. Um, absolutely. We'll just see that the heading of it was um, absolutely something. Absolutely loving the programme. Another one is, is great. Um, lovely information. Lovely to hear um, Nolik um, tuning in from Arda. Hmm. Um, yeah. Few, few oh, well. You've got over to Lanford. You've made it to Ross FM, so you have. Um, Nolik, are you okay for another few minutes? Oh, I'm good. Yeah, that's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, we brought in some chestnuts, so we did. Um, I suppose we all knew chestnuts as, as conquerors or yeah. something that Plain we played with. with. Yeah. We put a string through them and we played with them. Yeah. But I don't know where I came. I did come across that and I put it up on my Facebook page. Yeah. And I remember you saying you'd try it out. And yeah. I, all them years in the back mm. of my mind, any time I'd meet you out, I'd say, I must, must talk yeah. about the chestnuts. So. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, 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 I couldn't believe how well it worked. And you have a theory about horse chestnut yeah. trees. Yeah, I, yeah, I have no proof of this, but I, because I, um, I suppose I live beside one of the big houses and, uh, well, there's chestnut trees there, really old ones. And then I started noticing that there's chestnut trees at a lot of the big houses. So I think they knew that um, chestnuts were good for detergent and maybe they used them. I don't know. I've no, I've no idea if that's true. I just think it's something that mm-hmm. should be looked really into. <laughs> yeah. I remember meeting a man. Um, I used to walk along the Shannon in a There was a big chestnut tree there. Yeah. Beautiful chestnut tree there. And I used to sit down under that chestnut tree and write a little bit of poetry. Now, I'm not a brilliant poet or anything. But the chestnut, it bung onto the ground. Yeah. And you'd hear it. Yeah. And you'd turn around and it had jumped out of its shell. Yeah. And then you'd be looking for the chestnut, but the shed was there, but the chestnut had yeah. in the grass. Yeah. But I remember a man showing me on the the stalk of the chestnut, on the, the little branch, now the little twig. I don't know, I didn't mm. really at the time pay much attention to it. There's little knots going round and they're in the shape, in the shape of the horse's foot, the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Oh right. Now that, I don't know what that means. I know no more than that. I mean, maybe that's for somebody who explores and who researches and that yeah. to sort of come up with. Is that where the name comes from? Then? Yeah, it must be. I, I'm not. Hard, I know nothing about this now. I'm just saying that that's what he showed me. There was an old man. He was walking past, and I was saying I was just watching them, mm-hmm. and and he used to like, drop on the ground. And the, a lot of the time, not all of the time, but the chestnut would jump out yeah. and you'd be left with the shell. Mm. And you think, where's the chestnut gone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it hid and in the, the grass. And beautiful mm. as yeah. well, even to hold. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah they're beautiful. Draw. Well, yesterday <laughs> when I was collecting them now, and what I noticed was some of the shells felt different to others. Some of them are more spikier. Yeah. 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 I'm not wrong, am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some are and some aren't. Yeah, I yeah. don't know why that is either. I felt that yesterday. Mm. I thought some of them were really very protective. Maybe the shell, maybe the chestnut was younger in the more protective mm. shell. I don't know. No, I'm not an expert in any of this. I'm just um, saying it as I've seen it. Um, so, so that's the the chestnuts and um, something else crossed my mind there now. Arda, yeah, Arda would have the big house. Arda would have been. Um, the college, the um, 
Yeah, the domestic science college is mm-hmm. there. Yeah, that's right. For a long time, yeah. And then Arda has an association with a poem uh, to uh, letter frack. Letter frack, well, okay. Yeah, there's there's a, a writing up on a wall in Arda, and the poem something from Arda to letter frack. I just can't remember what it was. Okay, no, it's it's yeah. about a long time since I was there. Oh, the poem that actually that's my my uncle wrote it. Did you know? <laughs> <laughs> All these the big poem that's in the village. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. up on a wall. Yeah, my my uncle wrote that poem about Arda Arda of Saint Mel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we must look at that again now. <laughs> but uh, but I thought when you were talking about Arda that uh, there is a connection to Goldsmith in Arda as well. Yes. Um, the the she stoops to conquer was uh, an incident that happened to Goldsmith in Arda. Um, so he was on his way from the Jolly Pigeons uh, to Legan where he was living, and um, and he Just, was for our listeners again. The Jolly Pigeons is a pub on the. Um, Border between Longford and Westmead. Yeah, heading to Athlone. Yeah. Heading to Athlone, and then we're heading out to Arda. Yeah, Arda and the Legan is where he was going. So into Longford. So he he was drinking along his way, you know, stopping in all the taverns, and he um, he wanted to get to Legan, and he, he realised he, he he wasn't able to, so he was looking for someone to stay in Arda, and uh, the people in the in the pub told him that the big house was a. Was a, a hotel or a, you know a tavern or somewhere to guest stay house. guest house yeah and it, down he went and the Lord uh, played along with it and um, didn't let on it wasn't and he, he went in there and then he uh, made a pass at the t- daughter <laughs> so the whole story of Super Conquer came from something that actually happened to Goldsmith himself right. so yeah and there's a statue of Goldsmith in Ballymahan yeah. and then right. there's the Albert Goldsmith College in Newcross in London yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't be able to recite the poem, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> not. not to be put you on the spot or anything. <laughs> I should learn it off, yeah. <laughs> but that's why I Next didn't time. ask her. <laughs> I could see, you. I said to myself, now hands on the spot here. Uh, I just, I friends from Letter Frack, we went to Arda and yeah. seen it, and that's. Yeah, yeah. Maybe 25 years yeah. ago. So, but for next time you will learn the poem. I will, I will. <laughs> I should have learned it off. It is honour. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, can we move around here to Francis? Francis Crow. Yeah. Hi. Tapestry artist. Yeah. <laughs> had a busy two years. Oh, I've had a very busy two years and a busy last few months. The last time we spoke was in the um, County Council building when the Threading the Thorn Tapestry was on display there. And can I tell you, I went to see it in Edgerton. Oh, did you? Oh, very good. Yeah, yep. it's still in Edgerton. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it'll People be go- have asked me that moving now. to Meath then after that. Yeah. Do you know when it's leaving Edgerton? It's there till the end of the month, definitely. And maybe October then in another venue which hasn't been located yet. Well, it's probably located, but not advertised yet. You so know? the end of the month is actually on Saturday. Yeah, I know. So I don't know what time or day it's coming down in Edgerton. So if anyone wants to yeah. figure that two out. two days left. Yeah. Contact that's the right. library in Edgerton. Yeah. Um, that's what I did when we went to see it. It is in a lovely position just inside the door in Edgerton. And again, um, an amazing story. Yeah, um, it's written up. Um, yeah, there is there is plenty of booklets and words to go with each of the panels explaining what's going on within them. Yeah, and just right. quickly, our one for Roscommon is based is on uh, Maeve and the bullfight. You know, the white and the brown bull. And then, as it moves through the fight to uh, Longford, Meath, West Meath, um, the panels are all depicting that story. And um, in stitch, 
so there was 40 volunteers uh, who made it over a year period time uh, so the stitch involved was embroidery applique felting uh, hand and machine stitch and um, any other kind of um, fabric making element was brought into it as well a little bit of printing also it was, and I'm, 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 I'm amazing it, is, away, it yeah. actually is amazing. I'm mm, delighted to have been yeah, involved in yeah. it. Anyone who saw it appreciates it because of the scale as well. Yeah. It's each as big as a door. Well, no, it's bigger because yeah. each panel is one metre by three. So altogether, there, it's five metres by three metres tall, you know. Three metres tall? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's a very Brilliant. big yeah. piece of work. So yeah. I would advise, um, um, it's called the Thane. It's called Threading the Thorn. Threading yeah. the Thorn. Yeah. Um, it's the story of Queen Maeve's bull heading up to um, Louth. Yeah. And um, each county tells their it's story. Its story, exactly. What happened based in theirs. on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, I would ring Edgestown. I would find out when it's moving from Edgestown. And I definitely would tell you I was blown away on each occasion that I've seen it. Uh, Francis, is that okay? Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, it was. It is. I mean, you're, I, I've seen a load, lots of your work. Francis had another piece. Um, I had to write it down here to remind myself of the dates. So the the other exhibition I had work in was the Made in Ireland exhibition, which opened in Kilkenny uh, earlier in the year and then moved to Farmley in Dublin, Farmley Gallery. Now that's opened in F.E. McWilliam Gallery and Studio in Banbridge, County Down on Saturday. Oh, it opened last Saturday and it'll be there until January wow. 2023. Oh, gallery, yeah. oh, you know that gallery, yeah. is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been. <laughs> I, I couldn't get to the opening, so I'll go up uh, at some stage before it ends. Before so. I, I forget, uh, Francis, now you have a website and yep. we can see Francis your work. On, yeah. yeah, we can see your work on that. Um, yeah. Francis, you do a lot of work with um, it's not injustice, but you see, we would say one of the ones was the globe. Oh, yeah. And you had the water, the flames in the water. Yeah. You had uh, the sky was upset. Yeah. And the refugees. I'm trying to think of the title of that piece I can't you're think talking of the about. Title um, it was the refugees yeah. were standing on top yeah. of the globe, and That's the right. refugees weren't what we think about the Ukraine refugees or the Nigerian refugees. We are the refugees. Mm. We are being hunted out of our world. Our world. Yeah. And we're standing on top of the globe. That's Am I right. Describing that. Yeah, really great. Thanks very much. That was part of the Interconnections Four exhibition. Yeah. I have that piece in that. So that toured from Roscommon Arts Centre to the Granary Gallery in Western Park in Shropshire. And that ended at the end of August. So uh, that's uh, still on its way back to me. I haven't received it back yet. Uh, Climate Refugees is the pl- name of the piece. Oh, very good, yeah. <laughs> Imagine I, mean, I couldn't think of the name of my own work. Yeah. Typical. Yeah, um, I mean, I really, again, would recommend that people would look into Frances' Facebook page or her website. Uh, there was another one that was during the pandemic and it was a nurse. And she had her face mask on. Let me do the talk in Francis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she had um, the globe on her face mask, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And then she had uh, down the side, there was no touching yeah. of hands. There was that's right. money. Yeah. There was all, all the things associated Relevant with, with the time. Yeah. 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 That's, uh, I was working on a series of pieces around the lockdown and uh, whatever came up on the news, I was motivated to weave that story into the work, you know. So at that time, it was about the nurses and um, the PPE and handshakes and hand washing, all this new stuff we were learning about, you know, wearing masks 
and all of that. So that's all within that tapestry. And then you have another piece in, is it in Galway, in the clinic in Galway? That's that one. Is the that clinic purchased that and have it hanging on their main entrance. And then you have another piece where the people are being, well, the first piece, sorry, the first piece I ever seen of yours was the refugees coming in. Yeah. Some of them were made it, some of them didn't, some of displaced. them displaced. Displaced yeah. right. Yeah, that's that tapestry. And that's that was a very big piece big. as well. That's one metre by three as well, but going the other way, the thorn is lengthways, that's horizontal. So it's like a story you look at as you read yeah. it across. Yeah, and I didn't realise any of that until I was talking to Francis. And the other thing that's striking in my mind right now is the colour. Yeah. The colours. Yeah. The, the way <laughs> dull. No, no, really bright. bright. I, I use a lot of really bright colours in my work. Um, that scares a lot of people, I think, because they, we're used to duller, more... Um, a, a sad sen- story. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I would use blues and yellows and reds all the time. Yeah, colour doesn't scare me in any way. And I have another piece. <laughs> this is a piece that um, the displaced or the, the hurt people are on one side. It strings across. Oh, uh, yeah, that's called torn apart. So yeah. it's two pieces, but they're mm-hmm. put together with... Well, yeah, it, it was woven in that way. Yeah, yeah it's one piece, but uh, it, they're yeah. two stories. There's a gap in the middle. It's about family separation, and it looks like they've been pulled apart, you know, but that's I deliberately made it mm-hmm. that way on the loom. I left the warp threads exposed. Yeah. So you could see the threads. It's like um, the threads that bind us, our family unit, you know, we're never parted really, even though we are apart. There's something holding you together. And I remember one time you said to me, it's a piece that you could hang on the corner. Yeah. On one wall. Oh, yeah. The displaced piece, or the unconnected, or the connecting piece that's not threaded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the cor- on the turn and then the other people on the other side yeah. absolutely amazing pieces mm-hmm. thank you are they a bit like so experimentative beautiful. in terms of kind of how you've done that yeah They're well I, I'm I suppose I'm never happy with when I make a piece I always want to make something different or better the next time that's what motivates me to keep going so I try to invent new ways of making the work, you know, that it's not always just a square or a rectangle hanging on the wall. It could be something on the floor or hanging from the ceiling or like that torn apart in some way. But I had to figure out how to do that. You know, no one showed me or taught me. So it's all invention and um, making up new ways of working. Yeah. But you're part of a very well, I know you work on your own, Francis, mm. and the, but you're part of a very creative yeah, I'm very lucky in that way. Now, I mean, I know a lot of people my age would would fl- move away from social media. They don't like it. I love it because it's how I find my tribe, shall we say, you yeah. know. I find like-minded people all over the world who work in the same way as I do because tapestry weaving is very slow. It's such a long, slow process. You'd wonder why anybody would even be bothered doing it, you know. But I've reached out and found people all around the world. So I am lucky I'm in a group and we we show work together. And I'm often invited to send work to exhibitions all around the world now because of that. So that's really great. And there was amazing exhibitions here um, this year uh, in the Ross Common Arts Centre. Um, yeah, we had an Scotland. exhibition um, that was Interconnections for the one that went to England afterwards. And then we had an exhibition called Slow Time with the Butterfly in Boyle, Boyle. in um, King House. Yeah. yeah. Now, in, in the Interconnections one, one of the ladies had um, 
weaved her cat. Yeah. And she'd sum up the hair of her cat between the paws of the weaving. That was Elizabeth Radcliffe. Yeah, and then yeah. the other lady, she had um, the Scottish um, story of... Um, yeah, it, it, I think you're talking about Joan Baxter's yeah. piece, is it? Down at the end, yeah. as it came in, a three-panel piece. That was about um, a when children male... Die, yeah. yeah, when children die, this imaginary uh, figure comes and takes the child into the water and away. Yeah. And in the background, you wouldn't see it straight away, but when you're looking at the piece, there was this man standing and he was weaved into the bath background mm. overlooking all of it yeah. in a very gentle way. You wouldn't look and see the man. Mm. Mm-hmm. But and there was a horse walking horse, into that's it, wasn't right. there? White the horse. horse comes as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, um, a story now, it, in You Scotland. know, people, I, I did a few tours at that exhibition and I turned around one time and one woman was crying, you oh. know, with the beauty of that piece you're talking about. She was just completely overwhelmed by it. Now, I'm overwhelmed by your work and loads of people have asked me on a couple of occasions, Francis, do you do uh, workshops or do you do classes? Yeah, I, I've always been involved in education, but uh, since COVID shut us all down two years ago, I haven't had my studio open to the public, but now it is again, and I'm running workshops and classes and private tuition. I, I'm really keen to teach people this um, craft because I think it'll be lost otherwise. You know, we need a lot of younger people um, coming into it. So when are you starting these workshops? This weekend is my first one. On the first and the second, two people from the north are coming down to study it with me for the two days and they'll stay. I have a studio apartment as well, so they're staying. And November? In November, then, I have a weekend workshop on the uh, 5th and 6th, a Saturday and a Sunday, and in December, the 3rd and 4th. And they're day-long workshops because, as I said, there's a lot to learn. You need plenty of hours okay. to do it in. Francis, can I just ask if you wanted, to, if I wanted to find out about your workshops, yeah. how would I would I look it up on your Facebook yeah. page? I, I have it on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and my website as well. So it's francisgrow.com forward slash workshops, and you can book there or email me directly. And there's quite a lot coming up for um, the winter months before Christmas yeah. and that. Francis Crow, um, thank you very much for Thanks joining us on, very on much. the program. I'm absolutely running out of time. About um, three, four seconds. <laughs> Thank you all very much for coming and joining us on the programme. Thanks for having us. A very, a very interesting programme, I think so myself. Really enjoyed it. And, uh, enjoyed it, yeah. yeah, wish you all all the best uh, for the future. And um, no doubt you'll come back and join me again. <laughs> That's it. We're over now. Thank you. Bye-bye.